All right, welcome back to another episode of Colony Confidential. A couple of days have passed since Pest World. This is a monumental podcast for Colony Confidential. Ed Sheehan is doing it via Skype. We're not Woo-hoo-hoo. allowing him to look at me so he could stay focused. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got me here. I'm tied to a chair. They got, a, they got like a half a gag on me. That makes sense. So a couple other big things happened. Last week was Ed Sheehan's birthday on Halloween. 37, 37. Yeah, way to juxtapose those numbers. <laughs> so for those of you that are saying, I always wondered what was wrong with Ed Sheehan, now you know he's born on Halloween. Skunjil, how was the weekend? What's new? What's cracking? The weekend was outstanding. My, uh, my friends Avery and uh, Cadence came over to see me. They brought me nice presents. Then we ran amok. I, my friend Iris got these little, looked like skulls or something that we hid around, and the kids got prizes when they found all the skulls. Then we played a vigorous game of, what the hell is it, soccer out in the backyard. And I think the person that won that game was my dog, uh, Lily. She I don't was, know. Leo was giving her a bit of a fight. <laughs> Just so you understand, Leo is a male. So you would think right away he's going to be the toughest, and he's a rough little guy. But Lily weighs about 70 pounds. She's a very finely turned out mutt of questionable origin, rescued from Puerto Rico. And uh, little Leonard... Also, unfortunately, has contracted Zika. Yeah. Little Leo is a purebred little uh, Sheltie. Weighing a whopping 10 and a half pounds. Why I identify with Leo, I really love Leo so much, is he doesn't realize that he's only 10 and a half pounds. He acts like a German Shepherd, which I give him a lot of credit. And he gets, he gets knocked around quite a bit by Lily, but never gives up. So anyway, we had a good time with that. The kids were always fun. I had my Carvel cake. I got a nice pair of slippers. I got a beautiful jacket. How I know the jacket is beautiful? Because my son Joey don't like it. So it's very beautiful jacket. Everybody <laughs> under the age of 50 thought it was ugly. Know. Yeah. Well, the they, other two people in the room now were close to your age were just being nice to you. No, they weren't. And one of them probably doesn't want you to look that attractive to other females. So everything ugly she's going to tell you to wear. Yeah, well, I picked it out. She didn't. She bought yeah. it, but I picked it out. Right. All right. No problem. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. All Next right, time John I meet Marty Wayne. Katz, I'm wearing that jacket, and Marty's going to love that jacket. That's fine. Marty's spit will add to the decor of it. <laughs> I was going through pictures today, and I, f- I found a picture when we took uh, Marty to Peter yeah. Luger's, and he stood by the truck and gave the middle finger. Oh, you know, it's too bad we didn't have a video the time we took him to Embers and he almost choked to death on a steak. No, nah, I think it would make people vomit. Ah, <laughs> oh, Marty, Marty, Marty. Yeah, yeah Marty. We still, you know, we still haven't gotten him on, but I have a feeling that we'll see him for Thanksgiving and we'll have to do a special Marty Cats Thanksgiving series. We'll all, we'll be giving out free ponchos and rain suits. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, it's defensive it, you know, it is, it is. It's PPE, actually. Yeah, PPE. <laughs> we had him on with Normie Root, didn't we? Not on the actual podcast. That was on social media. Oh. For those of you who don't know Marty Katz, he never understood the saying, say it, don't spray it. I asked for the news, not the weather. His saliva is, uh, gives a new meaning to the word fluid. Marty Katz is a survivor. He's got a heart of gold. Sometimes you have to tell him to shut uh, uh, up. Or pull an umbrella out while he talks to you and hold it yeah, in front of you. 
Oh, sometimes when you're carving a turkey for Thanksgiving and he's standing close to you and you thump oh. the back up and he comes close again, you got to stab him with the knife. You know, Allegedly. Then he gets the message. No, that no, wasn't alleged. That was true. Well, we could talk about Marty for eight days. So at Colony, we had a fabulous weekend. We're down a bunch of employees. Uh, all I really need to do to remind myself why is go back and listen to the HR episodes that we've done. But a lot of things going on with Colony, a lot of new work being put on. And with that comes turnover. So, you know, go back to the whole entire month of September and listen to HR. So, Skunjil, you haven't been to Pest World probably in four or five years, right? When's the last one you went to? When it was in Florida, right? I don't know. I went out to Chicago for the Bedbug Summit, right? That was 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, okay, Florida, whatever. Anyway, so you, you were there after not being there for a while. I met one... my friend Dan the Man. From Massachusetts, a man yeah. that in his youth spent a glorious three days and got shit kicked out of him. Excuse me, got um, how can I put it? Um, a beaten. Yeah, tossed a beaten by his father, and the father asked him. He asked him. He hoped it was worth it, him disappearing for three days. And uh, I won't tell you the circumstances, but then the man answered, "Yes, it was." <laughs> Tune in. You'll get the circumstances. <laughs> Well, I'm not, I'm not repeating it. You know, it, it's a great story. One that I'm sure every pest control person has. Maybe not for three days. I mean, whew, thank God the guy was only 18. It would have carried him out otherwise. Aside from that, right, what was your experience at Pest World? I had a good time. Uh, I, I met people I thought were dead. <laughs> and I got to renew some old acquaintances, made new acquaintances, listened to some pitches by people. I was very happy to see how how the pest control industry has evolved so greatly since I first started. And I, there's some new exciting products on the way. I was very pleased, I had a very good time. One of the things I liked has nothing to do with pest control, but the hotels, the Swan Hotel, had a beautiful garden that you could sit out and smoke your cigar. Not like when you go on a cruise and they put you up on a deck and it rains. So I had a really good time there. But aside from that, it was nice to be with my son and Patrice, nice to interview people, Met a lot of nice people, went to some great parties. And it was, uh, it was a good time. I would go again in three years to Hawaii. I don't know if I want to go to San Diego. San Diego is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, it is. It's a place where all the uh, illegal aliens come in. Yeah, it's amazing. In San Diego? Yeah, go look at it. It's right by the Mexican border. I just, sometimes your level of ignorance does is just oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because yo, they come right in here on a plane. I know. Anyway, this has got to be deleted because you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> San Diego, maybe I'll go there. You know what? I might go there. And on the way back, I'll stop in and see your brother. There's a good idea for you. You could make like a month out of it. Pat Lynch lived in San Diego and he loved it. He said it was beautiful, the weather. Anyway, I'll be in San Diego. But why were you so surprised? that people were still alive. Because I hadn't seen them in so long. I didn't hear about them. You don't see them anymore. I used to see these guys once a month when, when we had the Pest Control Association in New York. They'd all come by, we'd have cocktails. Now everybody can't drink that much because they're getting older. Or they drink, uh, I don't know, they'll have one drink and that's it, or they'll drink a beer. Not like the old days where we used to really get by the bar and tell stories and learn the new equipment and stuff like inside information and drink a lot of whiskey. And that's when men were men, you know? Yeah, and they died at 48. 
doesn't matter when they died. They were men when men when I met them. And and a couple of them are still alive. Look at my friend Paulie Carbino. He's still working. Still working, that guy. I met a, a guy, um, Wendell Codner. I remember him when he first started. We used to give him spots to speak and everything. Now I think he's a senior vice president or something in the FMC Corporation. I was happy to see him there. I saw John Murphy. Dave Nardinelli. Nardinelli. You saw Dave Nardinelli? Yeah. I didn't see him. I saw my boy uh, Tom Algio. Very oh, nice. yeah, with Control Solutions. All right, let's Every, not give too many free plugs here, huh? I'm just telling you. Ask me you, saw the, you saw the gang. The gang's all here. But all of those guys, I'm pretty sure you knew were still alive. I just hadn't seen them. This was certainly your first time doing a booth experience, right? Mm, yeah. What do you think? I thought it was really cool. I got to ask a lot of good questions. I got uh, noticed by a few people from my illustrious rats endeavor. And it was nice to talk to them. And it was just nice to see a lot of young people coming up, very bright. Too many college people. <laughs> I say that with tongue in cheek. My day, you didn't have too many college people in this business. But that just goes to show you how the business has changed dramatically. And uh, still a great business for someone to get into. A lot to learn down there at these uh, conventions. Out of all the people that we interviewed, what was your favorite? I think my favorite one, the sharpest person there that we interviewed, was this lady that made signs. Angela Disbrow from Turf Signs. She was a sharp chick. What I got, she started with nothing. She just had an idea. She didn't believe all this bullshit that the American dream is over. She went for it. She seized the opportunity. She obviously broke her ass. She's very well-spoken. She's into what she does. She's very enthusiastic. I don't know. To me, she impressed me more than... Everybody impressed me. She just impressed me the most of all. This woman started with nothing. Just an idea. Wherever she got it, she got the idea, and she started saying that the words that uh, people should learn when they're in business, yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do that. I'll find out. I know I can do that. That's how you uh, become successful. She was just... Had a lot of energy. That's what impressed me. A lot of energy. Some people, they just talked. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. Next. But her, I hated to let her go because she was so enthusiastic. and Just somebody that you could hold up as an example that the American dream still lives as you're willing to work. I would say mine's a toss-up between Dan Fleischer and you and him getting overly comfortable with one another. <laughs> and... Uh, and Deanie Miller. Deanie Miller, you just felt like she could oh, talk. Yeah. You know what the thing? Deanie Miller's like a, a celebrity. Oh, she's like a celebrity. I went down to that one time you couldn't make it. I went down to a Bedbook Summit down in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a nice room you got me. Thank you. Just watching her on stage, like, you know, some of these people, they're unapproachable. They're on stage. They're celebrity. She's just so approachable and nice and so freaking knowledgeable that, yeah, she was a great. That was like a coup. I mean, if you're looking for celebrities, I think that was probably the top celebrity we had on there at the whole convention. After us, so nice. after you and me. That's right, me and you, right. Then, oh. okay, just remember, I'm first. Anyway, no, she was just so natural, like, you know, like, you didn't mind being in a company, you know, you could have held could have went out and had a couple of drinks with her. That is one of the main things about our industry. I don't know if it's me uh, or how we were brought up or where we're from, but I don't find anybody in our industry unapproachable. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's because of how we are, but... Oh, we're going to approach anybody. That's true. Yeah. Um, I do think that's something special about this industry because I don't... Not too many of these people... They don't, don't reciprocate. What do you mean? 
like you go there and you say hi, I'm, oh, how are you? And they did like they repeat stuff, like they're reading stuff off. There's no animation, there's no give and take. They got their, they got what they're gonna say down, and uh, yeah. they want to stick to their thing. You could, you could have went anywhere with this woman. The same thing with with the one with the signs as well. You know, she just, they just comfortable. You could talk about anything with them. You wouldn't mind having a dinner with them and spending more time. They're just, they're in their field. They're more knowledgeable than we are. All right, where 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 do you wanted to have dinner with Dan the man? yeah networking is a is a huge part of pest world we talk about it a lot on the podcast do you think you made the most of it i didn't spend as much time as the bar as i used to but you know uh, sadly because that's a good place where i made a a lot of good contacts drinking at a bar of course but you handle that now for the company don't you the bar is part of the job for that oh, week. and I, I was fortunate enough. I got a new uh, PR person working for me. Danny White uh, seems to be quite capable. I'm happy to welcome him aboard. What are his fees? Did you work out fees with him? Oh, he's doing it pro bono for now. <laughs> Networking is uh, it's one of those things. Like these shows, if you're going there to sell something or to sell yourself, whatever it is, Here's it's probably a solid 18-hour day. Thankfully, we didn't have to really be anywhere until 10 on the floor for our yeah. booth, but still, I f- you figure I was up anywhere between 6 and 7, getting yeah, ready, bullshit. checking stuff at the, at the office and whatnot. Then all the different things that we went to, all of the networking, the dinners. But what was that one that we went to the last night where you took the selfie? Oh, the diversity committee meeting. <laughs> for, yeah. Ed Sheen didn't even know he took a selfie and sent it to us in social media. Yeah. It's almost like when running a route again, just a different type of route. I you find know? it more relaxed because I'll tell you something about networking. It's it's more relaxed for you. If you yeah, yeah. If you were afraid to walk into a room and start talking to, to the first person you meet, or maybe the second, then you're not doing networking. Hi, I'm Ed Sheen. What's your name? Oh, and, and, oh, that's a nice tie you got on. I like your shirt. Oh, nice nails. Where'd you get that? Just start on anything and then get into pest control. And and frankly, it's nice to have somebody come up and tell you, I love your podcast. I, I might need that um, drug rehab program you ran. You know, so <laughs> that's always nice to hear. So, you know, it was, uh, it was just a lot of fun. You got to look at these things like fun. Yes, you're there to pick up information, but you have a few cocktails, people loosen up, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you're on your way. You've made new friends. You've reacquainted new friends. Networking is a huge part of it. You do all the stuff with the vendors, let's say, where they're trying to tell you what, you know, you, you find out all the sales, all the newest stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And then you drink with your comrades and you get all of uh, at the bars is everybody, but you usually end up with, with you got your, your crowd, your crowd. Yeah, or, or the same thing like you're saying. It's, it's just being at the bar and saying what's up to people. We met our boy from Kansas City. Uh, he, he made sure to say hello to us every night. He might he almost got smacked a few times by a couple of people, but whatever. Well, why? 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 Uh, he was very forceful. I don't uh, know. I don't know, but he just... Oh, wait a minute. Some people didn't like him. That, 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 uh, is that the insurance guy? No, 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 no. He's, oh. from, he's from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how you say it. Is it, is it Mississippi? Or is it Mississippi? Or Mississippi? He's south of Arkansas. That's where he's from. Yeah, the heartland. We got an email 
from a gentleman in New York, Richard Gwillem from Arm Pest Control. I'll read the whole email. Hello, Joe and Ed. I'm a PMP and owner of the business. I have a customer in Brooklyn near Prospect Park who had a problem with cluster flies last winter. We missed the window to treat the outside of the house. The customer was a little hesitant, I think, hoping it won't reoccur. My question is, if she does not get them again this winter, is there anything that can be done after the fact this winter? And what would you suggest for next summer fall? And Ed, it sounds like you're having a ball in retirement, semi-retirement, question mark. In between adventures, in between adventures. Thank you. We responded to Richard in email just so that he would get his answer sooner rather than later. We agreed that the control begins outside and that he did miss the window. But, you know, we gave him some ideas about vacuuming. Richard, if you remember, just going in and using a vacuum to get rid of what's there. But you want to wait for everything to hatch for next year because if you kill the larva inside the walls, it can create issues with other pests down the line. But, yeah. Figure out what pesticide works. Apply it. I believe that, I think I mentioned some chemicals in there, but we don't like to mention too many chemicals. Use the best. What I remember, microencapsulated and wettable powder formulations seem to work best. And in New York, its recommended treatment period is after August 15th, but before September 1st. Now, that may change with global warming, but they're coming from outside. And I remember when we had this problem, we used more caulking. Than the, uh, or as much caulking as we did pesticide because we were sealing cracks and crevices around windows and that's how they get in. And usually they come in on the south or the west wall of the building. That's the areas we treated heavily with, uh, with the proper pesticides. But after we lived through that one season, um, we advised the client, which was a hotel down in, I won't say where, but it was a hotel. The following uh, spring, we went there and, and we did a lot of caulking around windows and made sure doors were tight and everything like that. And that seemed that the next year, it didn't stop them, but it, it reduced them by 95%. It was just minimal. Uh, we seemed to handle them. We sprayed the south and the west walls and that um, seemed to keep it down. Anything that got in there, as you said, with a vacuum cleaner, they were sucked up. So. Yeah, you, I mean, you could use space. You could do a space treatment. You don't want to start going into the cracks and crevices and treating. You're doing like a fan spray, like you said. And then the goal is really exclusion after that. Right, exactly. So it doesn't happen again. Richard, thank you again. Please feel free to reach out again via email. I hope it was helpful. So make sure you get this month's PMP magazine. You'll see a nice little two-page spread on, on the podcast on page 154. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember, colonyconfidential at gmail.com. You can go to Colony Confidential on Instagram and direct message us. Check us out on Facebook. What else you got to say, bro? Uh, I'm going out for a nice dinner. <laughs> uh, what do I have to say? I went to the dentist today. Everything's fine. Tomorrow I go to the skin doctor. I expect everything to be all right. Thursday I'm going to the Club Macanudo. Going to get me some Cuban cigars. Not the kind you smoke. This is delicious delicious delicacy shaped in a like a fat cigar i'm gonna get that and some lamb chops smoke some good really good cigars and talk to marty the other thing is the yeah. npma and bedbug central global bedbug summit in denver november 27th to november 29th i our, can't make it i know that's okay our good friend jeff white from bedbug central turns 40 that thursday or friday oh wow 
So I'm coming home a little bit later on Friday so I could celebrate Jeff's birthday with him. What was that bell? What was that bell? That was the person that asked us to keep our phones and ringers off. Phone ringing. Oh, <laughs> now. As yeah. Grandma used to say, now. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Danny McGinnis has been going under some kind of radiation treatment. And Thursday's his last day. So Friday, we're having a big party down at the last stop, probably around 9.30 in the morning. They're all going to be there. All the greats are going to be there. And... Uh, Hey, you're all welcome. It's on 116th Street in Rockaway. Big party for Danny's done with his treatment. Please, God, everything is good. And we can run amok, me and him, for many, many more years to come. All right. Well, listen, Godspeed, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get you for another. We got to get him for an interview. Yeah, he's got a lot of years in pest control. I think he's got close to 40 years. Started his own company with nothing. You know, kind of guy you, besides that, you admire him for that, but he's just a good guy. So uh, what are you doing this coming weekend, Mr. Excitement? I will be sitting in front row seats for Disney on Ice with the children. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Where, at the Barclays Center? Yeah, in the Barclays Center, Saturday, 11 a.m. show. I'll take them to lunch, bring them home, and then I will go have a few beverages to forget about Disney on Ice. Remember when I used to take you to Shea Stadium, we started out in the nosebleed section? <laughs> I do. I remember with the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we graduated. We got closer. We got closer as the years went by. I think this thing is working out, this Skype. I'm, I'm liking this Skype. Don't forget about the NPMA and Bedbug Central Global Bedbug Summit coming November 27th to November 29th. Some of the speakers are Nina Jenkins, Deanie Miller, Jeff White, all people we've had on our podcast. They're all presenting there. Take a listen to their episodes. There's a lot of good people at the Bedbug Summit. Three of the top speakers have already been on our uh, show, so take a listen. Okay. Good deal. I'll talk to you later. All right, Spanky. Have a good night. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.